Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. This is Martha Jackson. And I'm Nellie Shudo. So Nellie, I was thinking back about a long time ago when I was working. My friends and I would come down to Highland Park Village to meet Casina and have lunch. We would walk in and on Thursdays, without fail, the whole place was a sea of beautiful women in these cute tennis outfits drinking margaritas. And I found, <laughs> I found out that they were in this tennis league called TCD, which stands for Tennis Competitors of, of Dallas. Dallas. And then I found out that you're part of this association. <laughs> what can you tell me about it? Well, here's how it started. It started because Charles was not like a soccer player. Soccer was a disaster for us. <laughs> like you throw him in there and he would just run around in a circle. He didn't know where he was going. Right. right? So somebody told him, you should put him in a one-on-one -on -one sport. So we put him in tennis and it was really good for him. And then I thought, hey, as a family, we should play tennis on weekends. So I started playing and at, least, and at first it was just, you know, drills. And then it was the mixed doubles team. And then I started to get recruited for TCD. Oh, no. <laughs> and that was a big game changer. I had to decide if I wanted to jump in uh -huh. because that's some serious tennis. These right. are some serious ladies. That's what I've heard. I've heard that it's extremely competitive and there's a lot of people from the bubble in it. No, and I want to go back to, to what you said about the beautiful ladies and their beautiful tennis clothes uh -huh. because... I have had this experience where I show up at certain places and, you know, the ladies look like they just hopped off a pontoon boat and they're smoking and drinking <laughs> and they have beer bellies. And I think, I got this nailed. <laughs> and then they get on the court and they kill me. No way. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So there's something about tennis you can't really tell. So you can't profile people. You can't profile. No, pro <laughs> no tennis profiling. It's not allowed on their show. But yeah, I joined it and I played basketball in New York City from 6 to 18. And oddly enough, basketball and tennis are similar skill sets. Yeah. So it wasn't too hard to pick up. But the thing about tennis is you pick it up and then it's really hard to get really good. Right. How many hours a week do you spend practicing? Well, that's hard for me to say because of work. Right. So I'm in the minority of working women playing TCD tennis. Let's say probably 20% uh -huh. are working women. And my team, at least this last season, was predominantly working women or people who were just starting and didn't take it as seriously. Right. So we were a little bit more the relaxed team, uh -huh. even though we were number one. And so I just, I decided to get involved just to have some athleticism back in my life. Just kind of like a competitive outlet, if you will. Exactly. A competitive outlet. And, you know, some of these ladies take it a little, they're a little too competitive. I've heard that. Yes. Because, you know, a lot of them are high powered women or like marathon runners for years. And so this is their new that. Their new corporate job, the new corporate ladder, the new marathon, so to speak. Well, it sounds like we're going to have a lot of great stories to talk about, and oh. you're going to have your tennis coach here to talk to us and tell us all about it. Exactly. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. If you're a fan of the Bubble Lounge, then we have a very special offer for you. Send us a text message to 313131 with the word bubble and join our exclusive community of Park City's moms. Every week we send you a link to the latest episode of the show, but that's not all. If you send a text right now, we will also send you a link to our private online membership website. Our membership site contains tons of helpful recommendations for women in the park cities. So whether you want to find something interesting for the kids, get recommendations for the best services, or just hang out online with other moms like you, our membership site is the perfect place. And best of all, it is free to join. So take out your phone and send a text to 313131 with the keyword bubble, that's B-U-B-B-L-E, and join us and your neighbors in the Bubble Lounge. 
Welcome back from the break. Nellie, we have your tennis coach here. Introduce her. That's right. We have Chris Molina from Royal Oaks Country Club. Uh, amazing tennis coach and total fun all-around person and really taught me and made me love tennis. So, Chris, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, welcome, everybody. So glad to be here and I have loved knowing Nellie and getting to know your family and being at the club with you. And so I'm very happy to to be here and talk with you guys. Yeah, that's a big thing. When my family comes to town, what we do, this is another good idea for people. We get Chris together as the pro with all of everybody, uh-huh. all of my family. We do right. fun drills and then have drinks afterwards. There's always drinking involved. That's the moral <laughs> of the story for TCD and tennis and everything else. But Chris, so tell everybody a little bit about you. So you started playing tennis when you were how old? Believe it or not, I was 14 years old, which is really, really late at this stage of the game. It's a great story. My brother and I, who have done everything together from, you know, playing tennis to working every job we've ever had, we were always very, very athletic growing up. And my sister, bless her heart, was not so athletic. And so someone, she doesn't kind of look like us. She takes after my mom's side of the family as well. And someone told her she looked like Yvonne Gulagong in high school when Yvonne Gulagong had the brown curly hair. And so she looked at the magazine and, and she's like, oh, yeah, I kind of do look like her. And wow, that tennis sport looks fun. And maybe I can do that. And that'll be my sport. And, you know, my brother and sister like can her. just, you know, <laughs> tough it because this is going to be my sport. So she gets, you know, the money together and she gets a really nice racket. And she's like, tells the family, this is what I'm going to do. And so my brother and I look at each other and we're like, hmm, that looks kind of fun. And we go to Target and we get the cheapest, you know, at the time, $10 racket. And we come home and and we just, after that, we we never put the racket down. It was love at first sight. And my poor sister, bless her heart, you know, she played socially, but... Um, Is she on a TCD team right now? No, she lives okay. in Arizona, <laughs> doesn't really play anymore, but we just really took it and ran with it. And for starting so late, so he's four years older, And actually, I think I was like 13. And in literally a year's time, we, because we were really fit, we played really, you know, as well as a fit person could be. And we went on to get tennis scholarships, both of us, even though our game was not good, we were just so fit from all our other sports that we could run circles around the players. And then as we got, you know, both of us kind of convinced our coaches on our teams to give us a shot. We both got full scholarships, and then with even a little instruction, because we didn't grow up with much money, mm-hmm. with a little bit of instruction, we just soared. After college, he knew he was going to be a tennis pro. He went to work part-time at the desk at a country club, and he knew that was his passion. And, mm-hmm. and even though I took a little hiatus after college, you know, he twisted my arm and here, you know, he got a job in Dallas and I followed him. And so, you know, there we go. Well, the whole pro thing is really interesting. Like explain how you become a pro and what the ranking system means. The USTA, United States Tennis Association, they have a ranking system for all of us from the beginner to the, you know, the people that you watch Venus and Serena on TV. Mm -hmm. And so the ranking system starts at about a 2.0 and goes all 2.0 being a beginner and all the way up to someone like, you know, Venus and Serena and the touring pros at about a 7.0. Wow. And so a collegiate player is considered about a 5.5. Five, five, five. I'm a 6, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 6 plus. 6 plus and growing. All right. Um, but uh, I'm playing Serena next week. You know, the, <laughs> I, I, in doing this job, you know, for so many years, 
I can honestly say that the most fun time that you ever have is when you first start. Let's say a 2.0 to a 3.0. You have so many fun memories. Everything's fresh. You love being out there. You don't care, you know, about this or that. And you just, you get the bug and it's just crazy. And it's the most fun you'll ever have. And then it gets, it starts getting really competitive. And I know you've got some questions about that, (laughs) all you ladies out there. But those are the most fun times, you know, for me. A lot of those fun times were, you know, just like with you, Nellie, when you were beginning, we had a blast. We still have a blast, but it's really fun because it's new and it's fresh. It is. And also, it's, it's like you find your athleticism again, because yes. as adults, we're not usually on teams. I had a friend in Los Angeles who was on yes. a basketball team yeah. and played in a league. She was like yeah. two feet tall. And she was like, oh, yeah, I play basketball on Thursdays. Yeah. And I thought it was so cool because, you know, one of the reasons I was interested in tennis is I kept meeting all these ladies, like you said, Martha. And they were like, oh, my God, I love it. Like, I'm on the bus going to matches. I feel like I'm back in college. And I describe our neighborhood as college with money. Oh, yeah. To me, the bubble is college with money. We all go to SMU, as far as I'm concerned. And it really does make you feel like you're back in college. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very interesting because when I moved here, it honestly, it was not like this. And it has changed as far as, you know, our, it's called TCD, Tennis Competitors of Dallas, and When I got to our club, my brother, he got the job from Oklahoma and came here, and he was in charge of the women's program at Royal Oaks, and he wasn't the boss yet, but it's grown substantially, and, you know, we went from two women's teams that really just were kind of fun. We've got 15 teams, and it is crazy competitive. So over the years, over the last, you know, 25 years, it has changed as in, I guess, the dynamic of this town of being, you know, being more successful and competitive and and you just see it a lot more. It's really grown. So Chris, getting back to the rating system that you were talking about, does that apply to the teams here, the TCD teams, as far as what team you get on? Are you grouped in categories by those rating numbers? Yes. And, you know, let's say that you came to Royal Oaks and you joined Royal Oaks and basically you would hit with one of us. You know, you'd have a lesson with a pro. And if you were involved and really wanted to get on a team, we would hit with you and kind of see where your level of experience or non-experience is. Okay. And then we would kind of place you accordingly if there was a spot on a team. Once you get on a team, then you play in that flight. And there's many, many flights. And so being competitive, here we go. Once, (laughs) you know, the nature of the beast, once you get going, it's, you know, do you want to get competitive and move up levels? Sometimes you do it as a team. And then sometimes, you know, some people are just more athletic than other people and they get better faster and they move higher. And some people want to stay with their friends. And and so the cool thing is that you can do both. You can stay with your friends, you know, and be happy where you are. Or you can climb that ladder and just, you know, scrape and kill your, you know, all the way to the top if you want to. And can you lose your rating and go backwards? Not, not really. Sometimes like recently had a girl that she moved up, but her best friend in the world didn't move up with her. Okay. One notch. Right. And so you have a form you fill out and you protest to come down. And she actually came down to still be with her friend, which you don't hear that in this town very often. I thought that was the coolest thing ever that she wanted to go back down with her friend. And she did. You know, if you feel like you're at, you're not getting to play, maybe, because the teams are big, eight ladies play at a time, and the team has about 14 ladies on them, so only eight every week get to play, and sometimes, you know, you're on a team where everybody plays, and it's fun, the equal amount, 
And then some teams, you get on, they only play their top eight, and that's, well, you know, you just, it's kind of, to me, you need to know what you're going in for when you get on one of those teams. Well, but you also, if you're new, like I was thinking about the time when our team sat down after we won first place, and some people said, are we competitive or we're a social team? And I thought, what does that even mean? We're right. celebrating our win. Can't you be both? And I only bring it up because you could see the division happening. I was it, like, okay, those people are leaving. These people are staying. The team's so going to break up. Going back to what I said, it's when you start, it's the most fun because that stuff doesn't matter mm-hmm. and you're all having fun and you're all going for drinks. And then, unfortunately, the competitive stuff starts sliding in. And then, you know, you lose some friends along the way, unfortunately. And, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. And I think that, you know, your kids probably go through that in their team sports as well. It's tough. That's true. Like when they you get know? to high school. I'm surprised yeah, that like it's very all tough. the athletic kids that I saw, like I remember my sister saying, a lot of those kids burn out. Yeah. You know, and they do. They don't want to play in yeah. the sport anymore. So well, I burned happens. out after college. And so, you know, I took off a few years and, and believe it or not, I, I joined the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And to- that's totally Just different. Just for a little leisure, yeah. leisure time. <laughs> and that's, but that's, the what, uh, <laughs> that's what my sister did. And so I went and I served my country and I, I'm proud of that. And, and then, you know, my brother twists my arm when that was kind of done. And he twisted my arm and said, look, you know, this gig is great. You get to wear shorts and tennis shoes to work every day. <laughs> and, you know, except for the 110 degree weather here in Dallas, it's the most awesome job I could have ever gotten. And it, I feel very blessed that, that this is the career path that I've chosen. Well, tell us, we have to hear some of your very funny stories about tennis. Love it. Let's see here. One of my, one of my great ones, and this involves... Don't name names. No. Uh, <laughs> it, it's funny you should say that because, you know, I've been at Royal Oaks. It'll be going on 27 years, and I always tell everybody, when I retire, I'm writing the book. <laughs> so you guys are going to have to wait for my book because the book is going to be good. Uh, but one of my good stories is uh, I was teaching a guy, and it was cold outside, and he came into the indoor court And another group of guys were playing next to us, his friends. And so we were talking and he had, you know, coat and warm up and everything on. And he was, we were talking, I was standing there and, you know, he goes and he takes off his coat and his warm up jacket and, you know, got eye contact as we're talking. And then uh, he sits down to take off his warm up pants. And unbeknownst to him, he thinks he's just taking his pants off. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. Everything off. And he's sitting there talking to me in his jock strap. And I I mean, I'm trying not to, you know, embarrass him, but it is literally I'm I'm crying and I'm trying to like hold my arms open and protect him from being seen by all his friends standing there in his jock strap. Which looked worse. And I much I, worse. You know, yeah, I, I, the visual I have I right now. I threw, you know, my clothes from my car. I threw them on him and I'm like, get up, put them on, put them on, put the pants up, put the pants up. <laughs> and uh, I refuse to name the name, but it is our little secret from <laughs> all awesome. time. How do you know he wasn't coming on to you? But you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a, that's a whole nother topic right there. So Chris, this community, it's very well known. We have a lot of type A, extremely successful, very competitive women. And I feel like anytime you get a big group of women that has those type of personalities together in a competitive situation, it's a recipe for drama. Tell us a drama story. Again, very funny you should ask. Um, I'm bringing in the dirt now. It didn't happen at our club, though, and I was not involved, thank goodness. So basically a few years back, and this was a high-level ladies' tennis match. Again, I was not there. Nowhere around. You just uh, heard about it. Yeah, well, it was all anybody was talking about, actually, through the whole city. 
This is going to be good. I knew the girls, actually, and there was a doubles match at the highest level, the open level, and they, the two opponents in particular got into a fight. Physical fight? Uh, well, it started as, as both came to the net. They started screaming. Whether it was about an out call, I don't exactly remember what the fight was about, but the other girl came over to the other side of the net, and then... She kept getting closer to the other one. Then she put her hand out, and she pushed her glasses up on her nose with oh, her finger. Oh, no, you don't do that. And so physical contact after they've been screaming at each other, the one girl that got provoked had a cast on her, half cast on her arm. Oh, my and when That's the a weapon. Girl, when the girl put her finger on her face and pushed her glasses up, she decked her. <gasps> With that cast on her arm. Oh. And I mean, when I say Dector, I mean, she broke bones. And oh my so God. they both got thrown out of the league, and it was as nasty as you ever want to see in women's tennis. And that's probably the most horrific example of fighting in, with women that I've ever experienced. The sad thing is, is a lot of times friendships get lost and, you know, it, it is... People aren't really able to separate the two friendships no, from the competition. No, they're not. And, and they try to, but there's always somebody that, that gets hurt or, or gets left behind. And that's the downside of my job. You know, I get when you work really hard, just like in any job, you want to rise, you know, cream rises to the top. But it's, it's very easy for people to lose their perspective in really trying to realize what you're doing. You have an adult activity. You're, you're playing for fitness reasons. You're playing to have fun. And, you know, there, there's something about this game. And, and again, it's, it's not just with the women. It's, it's men, but kind of in a different genre. But it gets lost. That, that, that fun gets lost along the way in trying to be so good because mm-hmm. it's a, it is a social status type of deal. Right. Well, that's like a very sage response and it's so correct, but we want to hear did like anybody throw a racket at your head? Oh or my gosh. Hit you? Uh, I had a, you know, I've got all kinds of war do stories. You, like do that. you get blamed if they don't win the tournament? Oh yeah. You know, we had to go uh, there for a while. We had to not do the lineups because people were going up trying to get us fired for our jobs. <gasps> Oh, my God. And and so, you know, I had one lady that she was the captain and she had me do the lineup and she wasn't in the lineup. And literally, I I mean, she didn't speak to me two years. Well, that was the question I was going to ask is if people don't get on the team that they want to get on, do they just have to suck it up or do they go off and form their own team? It depends on if you want to play at your club. There's teams you can join all over Dallas all over the Metroplex, Fort Worth. You can go, I mean, I have some ladies that play at, they literally play at about six clubs oh, wow. mm-hmm. that I hit with, and they're members of Royal Oaks. But they seek out playing with other people to better their game. Maybe we don't have enough teams for them, you know, in, right. in different leagues, and they, they seek it out. And, and some, they just, they aren't happy with, you know, where their lot lies right. at Royal Oaks, and then they go out and play at other clubs but you know it's everybody's preference if that keeps your friendships with other people then more power to you i get it nelly is this actually enjoyable the the (laughs) picture that you guys are painting (laughs) no it does not sound fun to me no those are the stories that stand out in your mind (laughs) but actually it is really fun i feel like it's like i'm in a sorority it's like a rite of passage it's fun i get to travel you know to go to to matches with my team and then go go have lunch i enjoy it for the most part i think you pick the team that suits you 
exactly. for that reason. Or sometimes it picks you. You always yeah. find and, and your you people. Always, mm-hmm. You always hope that in the end that it balances out. And I like to think also that if you're a good pro, you know, my, my best, the best thing that I can do for my students is help them with that. Help them find their place with the right fit of of girls. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you get to know someone's personality and you, you already know, you know, other people's personality, it's, it's trying to fit them not only, you know, in a competitive spirit, but with girls that are like-minded in friendship. And so even though you hear all the negative, the great positive thing about this whole crazy, you know, women's tennis in, in Dallas, where else can you go if you moved into our area? Where else can you go and you join a club and you instantly can make 14 friends in literally one minute by just joining a team. That's true. And 14 friends that you're going to lose in the next minute. <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> Only if you really stay. You know, uh, <laughs> we have a team at Royal Oaks. They've been together now 27 years. Oh, I mean, wow. well, that's you good. know, and so yeah, I look at it. You know, my mom comes from a big family with seven sisters and one brother. Mm-hmm. And the longer they're together, they act just like all my aunts. Okay. They... Getting back, getting back to the type A personalities that I was talking about, I know that there's injuries that happen and they, these women can be very stubborn and they're going to push through these injuries. How do you handle that when you have someone you're coaching that, that wants to play regardless of how badly they're hurt? Well, you have to avoid lawsuits. That's for, that's, <laughs> that's for uh, uh, one thing at, yes. at our club. But basically, you know, I told a friend even last night at dinner, if you do not do what the doctor is telling you to do, you will not play for a full year. Yeah, you know, right. you're supposed to be wearing a brace. Do I need to go get you the brace? You need to wear <laughs> it 24 seven. You. you need to wear it 24 seven. And it's it's there's a time where you just have to stop. Right. You know. And then normally during that time you stop. It's a good time to kind of reevaluate your life sometimes and how much really how much you put emphasis you put on tennis versus mm-hmm. maybe Just other how things important this sport is in your you. life well yeah. speaking of that you're a big movie buff i know you love movies like love I do. them what's your favorite tennis movie oh gosh you know that's a hard was one. battle of the sexes one Did battle you really of the like sexes that? was awesome yeah i thought they portrayed those characters so great mm-hmm. uh, i really did bobby riggs i mean that was spot on he did such a good job you know but yeah i mean it's it's you know the Royal Tenenbaums didn't really play tennis, but they had the tennis gear on. Yeah, and it, that, that was a hoot. They had the sweatbands um, and the headbands. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, I just I thought that was a great, great depiction of, of that time. I have to period. tell you something. I think I might may have mentioned this to you, but I found an article that my mother had saved from the Daily News, the front page of the, ba- the actual Battle of yes. the Sexes. So I just got it framed. I'm going to pick it up. Right well, after this, I, so. I think not just women, you know, everybody attributes the women's movement to, you know, Billie Jean King and all that. Men as well, that made tennis popular. Mm-hmm. And right after that, you know, I'm from Oklahoma, and right after that happened, the oil boom hit Oklahoma. It was a big boom, and tennis was crazy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was just insane. And so, you know, Billie Jean took it to such a new level for everyone. She is to be thanked by every tennis player out there, every club owner. It's wonderful what she did for the game. And then, you know, Venus and Serena and Agassi before that and everybody you know the media once the media got a hold of it it's such a cool sport mm-hmm. you know we gotta dra- we're gonna drag Martha into it we're really glad you came today <laughs> Chris Molina tennis coach thank you so much for being here thank glad you. to do it glad and to... let's drag Martha in right okay let's find, her, find her a new let's sport do it. I'm ready for me. first lesson uh, tomorrow let's go I'm ready it's a plan <laughs> okay
We'll be right back after this break. Martha and I would like to personally thank all of the fans of the Bubble Lounge podcast. We truly appreciate the feedback people like Sherry and Kathy and so many others have given to us. Your support encourages us week after week to keep the Bubble Lounge podcast going. It is women like you that make our community special. And if you enjoy this show, please help us spread the word on social media. Whether you use Facebook or Nextdoor Instagram, please take a moment and share it with your friends. Your help means a lot to us. So many women in the neighborhood have told us how much they have enjoyed this podcast. And with your help, we can share the show with many more. Welcome back from the break. So, Nellie, this really sounds like a ton of fun and something that I really would like to sign up for. Are you being sarcastic? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) What would you tell somebody that was maybe new to the area or was considering joining? What do they need to do to get into this? Well, A, get a great outfit. It's very, very important. (laughs) I can do that. I love outfits. You can go to Love Tennis and Snyder Plaza and get a fabulous outfit. Just so you look cute. So if you really stink it up on the court, at least you look good. Well, that is the biggest part of it. You have to look good while you're playing. You do. Number two, it is like Rush. Okay. (laughs) Getting on a TCD team is like Rush. Don't fool yourself. So the biggest thing you should do is start off by playing drills at a club and get to know everybody just like you would at Rush so that people want you on their team. So do they have Rush parties to get to know new members? Sort of. The thing is, it's kind of a social thing. If you if you literally go to the social events at the tennis club and then you go to the drills, you meet everybody and then they know you because they do want to play with people who are good, but they right. also want to play with people who are fun to hang out with. So do they have voting meetings like you do in a sorority? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's not mm. fool ourselves. And, and then the other thing is on strictly tennis basis, Really, really, I think it's a great family sport. You can play it all your life and you just can't be fooled. Like I said before, you can't be fooled. You see somebody who might not look athletic and they're a much better tennis player than you are. And for me, it's just an all around exercise. And I enjoy doing that instead of just going to dinner or just going to lunch. It feels like an activity. Right. Well, it seems like a very addictive sport and a good chance to get a great workout in too. It's true. And, you know, it, it is addictive. But you got to stay away from the drama. That's my other advice. Stay away from the drama because there will be some. (laughs) And I don't mean this in a negative way, but just think about it. When you've got a large group of women all together, you're just going to have a little bit of bickering about little stuff. Sometimes it happens. You're asking for trouble. You are asking for (laughs) trouble. So, you know, there's that. But at the end of the day, I I say I love it. And uh, I have a great coach, Chris Molina, and she really made me love tennis. The other piece of advice I have is you might want to start out with drinking tennis because drinking tennis <laughs> really does make it a little more relaxed. Now, you know? How, how would that work? I would think that that would really interfere with your eye-hand coordination. Well, what they do is they set up a bar and everybody has a drink and then plays tennis. And for some people, if they do so in moderation, it relaxes them. Okay. For other people, if they don't <laughs> do the drinking moderately, they end up pulling a hamstring or pulling something. Because remember, we're all like over 40 playing tennis. <laughs> I'd love to see a video of that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's our show today, guys. We will see you next week. Thanks for tuning into the Bubble Lounge. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. Bye.